Welcome to the Inner Glow Podcast. My name is Stefanka and I am a clinical hypnotherapist, coach, healer and women's mentor. Each episode is designed to help you feel empowered, confident, radiant and to help you create the life of your dreams. I help women to overcome their fears, insecurities and anxieties so that they no longer feel like their life is on hold. I believe that it's time for you to step back into your power. I combine hypnotherapy, coaching, mindset work with the energetics, which I believe is the perfect blend for a modern day woman who desires to glow from within. Are you ready to shift your life to the next level? If yes, then you are in the right place. Let's get into it. Hello beautiful souls and welcome back to the Inner Glow podcast. If you have listened to the previous episode to this one, then you know what you are in for. You are in for a treat. You are in for day two of the receiving experience, which is a free healing event I created within my private Facebook community called New Earth Women. And I have decided to share um, versions of it here on the podcast as well, because the feedback has been phenomenal and I want all of you to have access to it and to be able to re-listen to it and benefit from this healing space that we have all created together. So if you are doing something and you can just lean back and receive it's perfect if you are out for a walk that's also perfect just find your own way of receiving this receiving experience and i will be sharing the third day in the following episode so it's three episodes three um healing insightful sessions for you to tune in Hello beautiful souls and welcome to day two of the receiving experience. Mm, So say hello in the comments. Let me know how you are feeling today. What is real for you right now? Just checking in with yourself. Remembering that your experience is perfect. Whatever you are feeling right now is sacred and is welcome here in the circle. You are sacred with all of your thoughts, feelings, emotions, so-called imperfections. You can get yourself a nice cup of tea, wrap yourself up in a nice warm blanket. It's very rainy outside here in England today, so I'm wrapped up myself. Taking a deep breath in. Breathing out, sigh out. Remembering that you don't have to be perfect to be here to receive your desires. You don't have to be perfect to feel worthy, to be worthy, because you already are worthy. Your surroundings don't have to be perfect for this to be an incredible experience. Just 
freely accepting the way things are and we will actually start by doing a meditation you can lie down for that and it will be a little different to yesterday we will start right away with a meditation it's a short practice and I will read some of my own writing to you and then we will dive into the feminine archetypes and the soul alchemy, the inner transformation. Remembering that you get to guide yourself. So if anything I say doesn't resonate, you get to do it your own way. We are here to honor ourselves, our bodies, not any outside teacher. So by listening to your body's voice, we build deeper trust with it. So if you want, just get comfy. Get comfortable for this meditation. It's not going to be a super long one, but you still you can just make yourself feel really nice, really comfortable. And we are going to continue practicing what we started yesterday. See if you can stretch time again. See if you can luxuriate time. Even just the way you are getting yourself into the meditation can tell, can tell you whether you are putting pressure on yourself, whether you are trying to rush things, whether you are putting timelines on yourself. So start to go slower. Even the way you move, the way you get into a comfortable position, the way you breathe, can you luxuriate your own breath? Can you receive the healing of your breath? Truly choosing to step into the timeline of your body. Mm, returning to your body and soul. You can take a little longer before closing your eyes. Dropping into your body. Mm. Take a deep inhale through your nose. Sighing out. Letting go. Feeling the exhale resonating 
through the body as your body sinks even deeper into the bed, chair, sofa beneath you. Feeling the room around you. Just noticing that you are held even through the physical items around you. Noticing the holding of the surface beneath you. Let your body know that something has got you right now. That it's safe to feel safe. It's safe to be supported. You already are supported right in here, right now. Noticing that you are held even through the walls around you, through the floors underneath you, through the earth underneath you. She has got you. Tuning in. Noticing what you are feeling in your body. Any physical sensations, emotions, thoughts. Just welcome them one by one. You can say hello. Welcome to each and every one of them. Maybe there is tension somewhere in the body and anxiety. Say hello to it, welcome it. It's welcome here. All parts of you are welcome. Notice if there is space within your body or whether it feels cramped. Again, without any judgment. Breathing in through your nose. Sigh out, letting go. See if it's possible for you to just rest, to just rest here, to be. Again, just noticing what is present, making it okay, making it sacred. What does it feel like to simply be, to be here? And I wonder whether you can visualize a circle, a sisterhood, all of us watching live or on a replay, right now or in the future, gathered in a circle, 
a circle of souls. Maybe you can visualize us somewhere in nature gathered around a fire, holding hands, heart chakras wide open, crown chakras wide open, witnessing each other, smiling at each other, being in an energetic circle. Just notice what it's what it's like for all of us to be gathered here and just be resting. Resting, relaxing together. Nowhere else to be, nothing else to do. We are just resting. Feeling that connection that we have created. Knowing that we are never alone. We are connected, united, energetically. We have gathered here together today. And as you are resting, you are giving other souls permission to rest, to lean back, to receive. Receiving that permission yourself, that you also get to rest and receive and simply be. Breathing in, breathing out, sigh out, let go. Sinking a little deeper into the surface beneath you. What if... You are not behind schedule. What if you are perfectly on time right now? In every area of your life. What if you were even more guided by the universe than you ever thought? What if there was always so much support just around you? All you've got to do is to ask and receive. So breathe and receive. Breathe and receive. And while you are resting in your own temple within, I invite you to receive the words that I will be sharing with you. There is nothing you need to know, nothing you need to do. Surrender almost like a child. Snuggled up in bed, listening to a bedtime story. So let yourself Relax, rest, and lean back. I invite you to leave your eyes closed and keep your hearts open. Simply drinking in those words, experimenting with what they feel like in your body. 
allowing your heart to take it in. I invite you to listen with your whole body. And I will be setting the tone for the session that we've got ahead of us. So we are now taken on a journey by the words. I flow, I flow, I flow. I purge everything that needs to go. I flow, I flow, I flow. I dive deeply into my soul. I fly, I fly, I fly. I know I can reach the sky. I fly, I fly, I fly. I release the patriarchal lies. I move, I move, I move. I am love and I don't need to improve. I move, I move, I move. I am worthy. I have nothing to prove. I shine, I shine, I shine. I put everything on the line because I trust, I trust, I trust. The support of the universe is a must. And it rhymes, it rhymes, it rhymes. These are the poems for these modern times. Breathing in, sigh out, letting go. Her journey. Her journey felt lonely at times. But she couldn't not notice all the signs. So she walked, paved and forged. She felt it all, but had to continue. She felt urged, misunderstood, overlooked and mocked. Emotional, all of her fears got unlocked. But as she decoded those fears... Her throat cleared from all of the tears. Step by step, bit by bit, old patterns got transmuted. Freedom filled her heart. This process, her soul's abstract art. She did it for herself, for you, for me, for her ancestors, and for all the future selves. We are all on a journey, a soul journey. And this is the true alchemical process. Oh. <sighs> 
we are constantly going through the cycles of birth and death. And this is your permission slip that you are whole. Your light is beautiful and is so needed on earth. But I want us to also witness our shadows, the parts of us that we are often ashamed of, the parts of us that we dislike and we try to ignore them and push them away and even those parts of us are sacred. It's the difficult moments that make us strong. And maybe you can think of your own moments in life when you went through a powerful transformation. Taking a deep breath in, sigh out, letting go. Perhaps yawning, stretching your arms and legs, gently moving your body from one side to the other again, remembering that we are here to luxuriate time, to receive our inhales and exhales, so don't rush it. Take your own time, gently, gently returning. Mm. Breathing in through your nose, exhaling. And you can do what feels good. You can have your eyes open, sit up and get ready for our next exploration. Or you can stay where you are. You can keep your eyes closed if that feels good. You can wrap yourself up. You can be sipping a hot drink. And today I would like to talk to you about inner transformation. The heroine's journey that we are all on the alchemical journey of the soul. So we all have a myth, a story to share, your own story of pain, love, abundance, loss and transformation. You have so many stories within you and owning this can be really powerful, really potent because Some of us, or some of our stories, that's better, (laughs) some of our stories can be surrounded by good feeling emotions such as pride. We feel really accomplished. They are the success stories. Moments when we felt really proud of ourselves and our achievement yet, There are also stories that we don't share, stories we perhaps never acknowledged or we don't speak about them or we hardly remember them and these can often be linked to emotions such as guilt, anger, we might feel annoyed about the decisions we made, we might regret the things we did or didn't do. When we look back, there could be things we perhaps sometimes regret, the decisions we made. And all of this can be heavy to carry. Often we view past situations from 
our current perspective and of course right now we have more experience so it's way easier to look back and say oh I should have done something better but we did our best in that moment so I find that owning your stories and and both both stories the likable ones the things you know you're really proud of but also the less pleasing aspects all of that is incredibly important incredibly powerful it is one of the ways you can take your power back and it has you know once you take that power back and you own that story they no longer have power over you to understand your personal myth it's actually quite helpful and important to learn from older mythology to learn from the time when mythology was the psychology of the day. And I don't know how about you, but I actually always loved and enjoyed myths and legends and stories and storytelling. And by reading them, I always learned something new. As a child, I loved reading myths about the Greek gods and um, their affairs and arguments and constant fights. Um, I also read this book of Czech myths and legends because I come from the Czech Republic, so um, I, I believe it's more for kids, but I still loved it, really good. And I, I always was fascinated by different stories and legends from historical times, from ancient times. And ancient women passed down stories to describe their internal psychological stories. And today I would like to explore with you the myth of Inanna and her descent into the underworld. You might have heard of this story before, maybe it's completely new to you and even if you are familiar with it, then please be here with an open heart and mind because maybe my take on it might be slightly different to what you are familiar with. When this healing event, this idea came through me in January, I knew that the story of Inanna was going to be a key aspect of it. I knew it would. I wouldn't share it right away on, on day one. I knew it would be more in the middle because I felt this is a very powerful story, a metaphor for the inner alchemy. And I still remember for some reason it was so potent for me, even though I didn't understand it the first time I read it, I still like the memory is with me. I remember where I was sad when I read the story for the first time. I remember what was going on in my life. I remember the, the book where I found it. So for some reason I knew this was important, yet I didn't quite understand it. Um, and over the years I kept returning to this and I am just really excited, really looking forward to sharing my take on it with you and to explore this together. The myth of Inanna is still very much alive in women's souls today. By understanding and exploring her mythical journey, we can make sense of our own stories. We can make sense of our personal myths. 
And to be honest, I also think that this is not relevant only to women. I think it's relevant to all of us. This myth is over 4,000 years old. As you can imagine, it has taken many different shapes and forms over the years. And of course, thinking that, you know, it probably got translated many, many times. But the underlying theme remains the same. And I think that's that's the important thing here. So this story describes a journey of Queen Inanna, Sumerian goddess who is summoned on a transformative journey to the ancient underworld. Her story is the oldest written goddess myth. And she was a goddess. She was erotic, sensual, wise, powerful, cunning, loving, fierce, courageous, and also ruthless. We get to witness her shadows in this story as well. Um, We get to witness her transformation as well and how she alchemized the learnings from that journey. The reason for her descent is slightly different depending on which version you read. The one I will tell you is the version that resonated most with me because essentially it's like a heroine's journey. Um... This, I'm going to be sharing the story in my words and I invite you to see beyond them. I invite you to see beyond the words and experience it with your own heart. And in my experience, not everything in myths and legends is meant to be understood in a literal way. So um, many things make more sense as metaphors, really. So Queen Inanna was a strong, successful, powerful, sexy woman who was well-respected and admired in ancient Sumeria. One day she heard a whisper, a call to visit the underworld. She was mystified about this because It came to her out of the blue. Why is she being drawn to go there? Her life in the upper world is very comfortable. She's successful. She is beautiful. She's powerful. She is so admired. But somehow it kept calling her. The underworld is ruled by her sister Ereshkigal. Unlike Inanna, Ereshkigal is the queen of darkness. She rules the dead and all that lies in the shadows. Inanna continues to hear this whisper, this call to the underworld. Asking her to see what she has not seen yet, to experience what she has never experienced, to learn what she's never learned. Inanna. The voice whispers. Inanna. The calling continues. Inanna. 
the whisper grows louder and louder until she can no longer deny it. So Inanna decides to go. She has been living in comfort and perhaps almost like predictability for too long. Perhaps it's time to see what she has not seen yet, to experience what she has not yet experienced. And with the help of her servant, Nin Shubur, she gets ready for her journey to the underworld. Inanna knows that this will be a difficult journey. Yet, she also believes that she is the goddess of the upper world. She is very powerful, so perhaps she should be able to make this journey, go into the underworld and come back unharmed. So maybe she's also too confident, maybe, or naive, maybe. Yet she is aware of the potential dangers, so she adorns herself with her royal crown of influence. She wears her necklace. She wears her lapis crystal to protect her. She's got a bracelet, golden ring, a breastplate for armor, and a thick royal cloak. Her friend, her servant, Nin Shubur, is very concerned and tries to talk her out of it a little, yet she will also wait for her on the edge of the underworld before the entrance to it. And she was given instructions. Nin Shubur, my faithful friend, I must do this. I know it will not be easy, but I must go. Will you wait for my return? And if after three days I have not returned, bang the drums, gather my community and tell them what has happened to me, then go to the elders and ask them to bring me back. Will you do this for me? Yes, my queen, Ninshubur replies. With that, Inanna sets foot on her journey to the underworld. As Inanna begins her journey, she encounters the first obstacle. In Erish Kegel's underworld, there are seven gates that lead to the palace. When Erishigal learns that Inanna is at the first gate, she orders for all of the gates to be sealed and closed. For Inanna to reach her, Erishkigal demands that her sister Inanna unlocks the gates through a series of sacrifices so that she enters humble. So at the first gate, Inanna knocks gently. A gatekeeper asks, Who are you and why have you come? My name is Inanna, Queen of Heaven and Earth. Please let me in. I have come to see what I have not yet seen, to experience what I have not yet experienced, to learn what I do not know yet. The gatekeeper asks her to relinquish her royal crown and only then he will open the gate. Giving up her royal crown feels like giving away a bit of her power. Her crown is a symbol of 
of her heart and royalty power influence. But here, in the underworld, she holds no royalty, no power, no influence. She gives up and proceeds to the next gate. At the second gate, Inanna knocks gently and stands tall. Hello, my name is Inanna, queen of heaven and earth. I have come to see what I have not yet seen, to experience what I have not yet experienced, and to learn what I do not yet know. At this gate, she is asked to give up her bracelet. Again, Inanna agrees. At the third gate, Inanna knocks again, hesitantly, wondering what she will be asked to give up this time. My name is Inanna. I have come to see what I have not yet seen, to experience what I have not yet experienced and to learn what I do not yet know. She is asked to give up her necklace and again hands it over. As she continues through the gates, it becomes clear that she is being asked to strip herself of her magical items and little by little it's making her weaker and weaker. As she approaches the sixth gate, she is more and more vulnerable and she is asked to let go of her breastplate. Her heart is exposed, it's vulnerable. The journey is getting more and more difficult. She is shocked and surprised. She, the queen of heaven and earth. Everything is being taken away from her. She can imagine she probably grows weaker on her feet. It's harder to walk. She can't see anything. She's immersed in a complete darkness. She begins to walk on her hands and knees, cutting her legs and palms. The journey is hard, harder than she expected. Eventually she gets to the last gate and she is asked to hand in her last piece of clothing, her cloak. She is completely naked and vulnerable with nothing to defend herself. Inanna enters the final gate naked, humble, emptied. She enters the palace of her sister, Ereshkigal, the queen of the underworld. And Ereshkigal looks down at her. And in that moment, Inanna is dead. Inanna dies and her body is left there for three days. When Inanna dies, so does everything else in nature. Nothing would grow without her. She is the queen of heaven and earth. She is the goddess of the upper world. Meanwhile, outside the underworld, there, patiently waiting, is Ninshubur, waiting for Inanna's arrival, but by the third day, Ninshubur does what she was told. She bangs the drums, she informs the community, she goes to the other gods of the upper world, asking them for help. Not everyone was willing to help, though. Perhaps they didn't mind that Inanna was gone. 
It was one of the gods, god of wisdom, Enki. He said he would help and he created two tiny little creatures. Not even, they were not either female or male. And he said that these creatures are so small, they can get through all of the gates like a fly. And he told those two creatures to be listening to the queen of death, to the queen of underworld as she is grieving. The queen of underworld, she is grieving the death of her husband. And in some of the stories or interpretation of the story, that's the reason why Inanna is going there because her sister is grieving. So they, the creatures get there and they do find the queen of the underworld on her bed, exposed, naked as well. And she cries, her heart is broken, she is grieving deeply. Her body aches, her liver, belly aches, every part of her body aches. And the creatures listen and they do exactly as they were told by Enki. They moan and groan with her. They repeat her grieving. So if the queen, Eresh Kigal, says, oh, my belly, my heart hurts, they repeat the same. After a while, Eresh Kigal is better. She is curious what are these two creatures that grieve with her. They have been repeating and listening to her actively and, and acknowledging all of her emotions and feelings. She is curious, who are you? I want to give you a gift. You have helped me. And the two creatures ask for Inanna's body. The queen of the underworld first denies and says that she is not yours. But then they ask again and she gives the body of Inanna to them. The two creatures created by the god Enki gives her um, water of life and bread and Inanna comes slowly back to life. Inanna turns to leave, yet the gods of the underworld stop her. She may leave but only under one condition. She must leave someone or something valuable behind but what she wonders. The demons of the underworld want another soul. They want another soul instead of her. If she is to leave, they want her to give them someone else from the upper world. So they accompany her out of the underworld. And as she is returning, her servant, her friend, is waiting outside. She is coming out as a humbled woman. The person she was when she entered the underworld died, but a new woman was born in the process. She feels stronger. She saw what she 
had never seen before. She experienced what she had never experienced before. She learned a lot. But as she is walking now on the upper world, the demons still with her, looking for another soul. They try taking Ninshibur, her friend, her servant, but uh, Inanna rejects her, uh, rejects them to take her. She protects her. And after a while, she returns to her husband. Yet what she finds is not a grieving husband because she was dead, she was taken. She finds her husband dressed in his best clothing, celebrating. Women all around him, a big feast happening in the palace, him being sat on her throne. And in that moment she sees that he didn't grieve her. He wasn't worried that she was stuck and dead in the underworld. And therefore she lets the demons take him into the underworld. What are your thoughts on this myth? What does it bring up for you? Perhaps we can all relate to this myth in some way or another. I would love to talk to you about my interpretation of the story and perhaps you will resonate with some aspects maybe others will not make sense to you or you will see and hear your own things in it and i would love to hear from you so please let me know in the comments send me a message send me an email i would love to hear what you have taken away from this so the myth is a story it's a woman a soul on her journey. It's a true soul alchemy. Inanna was guided to reconnect with her shadow, with all parts of herself. She perhaps also heard the call of her soul to expand, to grow, to create more aligned things in her life. And we have all been there. We have all been in moments in our life when we desired more. Yet, Stepping into the unknown, into a place where we have never been, feels really scary. Perhaps we feel called to create or do something that has never been done before. At the same time, there is also the potentiality that it won't work, that we will fail, because that is always there. Whenever we go for success or a big dream, there is always the flip side of that what could happen if it doesn't work out. What if I lose it all along the way? What if I lose the material things? What if I lose the safety I've got around me? What if I lose my pride? Or worse, what if I need someone else's help? And this could be starting a new career, leaving a relationship, starting a relationship, moving starting a business, changing the way life is for you, changing your lifestyle. All of these are leaps into the unknown. Inanna is a queen. She has received abundance. She 
has seemingly got it all, yet she wants to see what she has not seen yet. She hears this calling, she just whispering, doesn't stop, doesn't end. She needs to answer the call. Like many of us, she is not fulfilled and something feels, it, it feels like something is missing. So maybe nothing obvious is missing in your life. Maybe you can't even put the finger on it, but it's like, you know, there could be more. You might have it all on the outside, yet something is missing from you on the inside. Maybe you too have heard the voice. Maybe you desire to deepen your spirituality, your experience of life. Inanna's soul yearns and longs for another dimension, for a new depth of everything. A journey like this requires faith, courage. You gotta face your fears. And yes, you do meet someone in your corner who will help you. In life, we are also faced with our shadows. So Inanna gives up all that is not true to her. She faces her dark shadow. I even see her sister as actually an aspect of Inanna. It's her shadow self. So when she comes back, she is a different person. She has turned, returned. She has now fully aware of her dark side and of her full story. And then she lets go of her husband. And that is a metaphor for what occurs when we release old patterns, habits, and even people from our life. She is embracing her new life. So I would love to know what do you think of this story? Who do you think you are in this story? Which character do you think represents your which character resonates with you the most? Is it Inanna who follows her calling? Is it the queen of the underworld? Is it Ninshibur? A genuine friend who cares and waits? Is it the two creatures who are actively listening and they are able to hold the queen's grief? Or is it someone completely different? In understanding your personal story, this can be really helpful. It's important to remember that actually all characters and all events, all parts of the story are parts of who you are. You are Inanna. You are the queen of the underworld. You are Erish Kigel, the dark sister. You are the creatures, the two creatures that saved Inanna. You are Ninshubar, the friend waiting outside. You are multifaceted. And until you explore all the facets of yourself, you cannot access the internal power you have. We are honestly like diamonds, multifaceted, mysterious and brilliant at how we reflect the light of who we are. What is the underworld? 
To me, the underworld represents so much. It's our shadow, our traits that we don't like, our behaviors, thoughts, and also emotions that we that we avoid pretending that they do not exist. We avoid them, we push them away, we don't want other people to know about them. It's that unconscious place where we store all of those parts of ourselves, the parts we dislike, the things we don't want to look at, things we don't really want to accept about ourselves, parts of us that have been wounded, hurt, abandoned, rejected and shamed. All of those guilt and shame stories are here. Thing is, avoidance is a very powerful energy, but a powerful in the sense that it actually works against us. What we avoid has power over us. This is when the underworld overtakes us. But when we make the conscious decision to go there into the underworld, we discover all those lost parts of ourselves. We feel those emotions. We have those important conversations. We say no to people. We accept who we are. It changes everything. And for me, um, this has been so true, especially when it comes to, um, you know, avoiding the things I was afraid of. Avoiding looking at, you know, how things really are in my life. Avoiding my emotions. And, you know, with emotions, that's so interesting. It's something I'm so interested in. And you might know I have a whole program on emotions called the Emotional Alchemy. And I so believe in that work. It changed so much for me. And with Emotional Alchemy, we often avoid the uncomfortable feelings. We fight them. We try resisting them because we don't want to go there fully. We feel like, oh my God, if I allow myself to feel this, it will never end. I'll just stay stuck in this emotion. So we avoid it because what if it gets too much? What if it gets too much and I can't handle it? Yet when you allow yourself to feel it, you realize it's just energy that's moving through you. That's all that is. Funnily enough, we do a similar thing with good feeling emotions. Sometimes we don't really want to go fully into them because what if it gets taken away from me? What if all these good things go away and then I'll be disappointed? So I better not feel all the good feeling moments or I should overthink them. Maybe I allow myself to feel them partially, but I'll be overthinking what could go wrong maybe. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Another protection mechanism. Ninshubar is a good friend in this story and she does warn her friend, the queen, Inanna, she warns her but she does wait and she helps her when she needs it. And that's the thing, Inanna couldn't have taken Ninshubar with her because this is the journey we have to do 
alone but not alone. We have to take the steps for ourselves. There cannot be someone constantly holding our hand, yet we can have someone in our corner to support us. I hope this makes sense because it's almost like a paradox, but the risky journey, you are taking it yourself. That's that soul journey. Yet you also get to have help. And I find it so interesting that at every gate, Inanna had to give something away. Her crown, her necklace, her ring, her breastplate, all of that. And it's almost, especially in ancient Samaria, the ear was a symbol of wisdom. And that means like, you know, when we don't listen to our inner truth, we stay motionless. When we ignore our intuition, things, the universe will force us to see that. And especially the breastplate. I find that's literally that wall we often build around our hearts so we don't get hurt. That's the thing that we keep on ourselves so we keep ourselves safe from failure. And in a way, in this way, we sabotage our own success. We hold ourselves back. And... The two little creatures that helped Inanna, I actually find them so interesting because that shows us what we spoke about yesterday. Like when you treat a person who you are with as the most important person, they will feel it, the conversation, all of it will be completely different. And in this way they were supporting, listening and grieving with that queen of the underworld. She felt it. And that's sometimes all we need. And in that same way, we must listen even to that unpleasant voice in our heads. The fears, the worries, the overthinking, overanalyzing. Because when you stop and listen to them, instead of arguing with them, you give them love, you say hello to them, you acknowledge them. You become friends with them. They won't be as loud anymore. It's just part of you who doesn't feel safe. Listening to yourself is an act of wisdom. So I invite you to sit with the Smith and to see what is resonating here for you. I would love to hear what has been your biggest takeaway. What is something that has truly resonated with you? And because today's topic has been alchemy, I actually have got a surprise for you. If you wish to take this work deeper, if you've been here and you watched day one and now you are watching day two and all of this has been resonating and you are ready to ignite your inner glow, inner magnetism and you want to reclaim the power of your emotions, I invite you to join me in my program called Emotional alchemy it's my signature program it's the teachings that truly changed 
my life. It supported me during the most difficult moments. It's the things I practice every single day. So for participants of this healing experience only, I am giving away a hundred pound uh, discount. If you want to know the difference in dollars, just send me a message, but it's a um, hundred pound off the emotional alchemy program. Uh, a discount applies on the payment plans as well and this will be applicable only for the next five days. So if you would like to take an advantage of it, simply send me a message and I will send you that payment link. Um, you can message me on Facebook via email and um, or comment below here and I will send you that link uh, with, with the discount. Um, it's not on the website because it's only for the participants of this program. Emotional Alchemy is a self-study program. There are incredible modules, transmissions, there is so much information. There are hypnosis recordings, meditations, beautiful workbooks that will help you to anchor all of the changes you are going through. If you know, if you cannot do one-to-ones with me, for example, or that's not what you are looking for, I highly recommend Emotional Alchemy. So I leave it here. You know where to find me, how to contact me, and I'll see you in day three. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed receiving experience day two, and you can now go and listen to day three or save day three for another occasion. And if any of it resonated, I would absolutely love to hear from you. I've just dropped a matchbox. So excuse the noise I've just created, but I'm just going to roll with it. I'm not going to re-record this. And if you would like to explore working with me, you can now join as within emotional alchemy you can have it as a self-study course and start working on your own inner transformation right away thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode please feel free to leave me a five-star itunes review follow my podcast on spotify share it on your instagram stories or recommend this podcast to your friends If you would like to receive more free content on feminine empowerment, radiance and inner glow, then make sure you join my Facebook community called New Earth Women. It is filled with beautiful rituals, live trainings, emotional freedom, tapping sessions, meditations and more. The link is the description box. You can also follow me on Instagram at New Earth Woman. And if you are interested, in working with me, then check out the description box for all the links. Thank you.